0: And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2 C. Well, it's a Friday afternoon, and of course, that can only mean one thing. It's time to talk money with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Nice to be back in the studio once again with you. I've been away for a couple well, of right. weeks. Good to yes. have you back. So I'm here just in time to wrap up the year and go on holidays tomorrow. <laughs> love it. I love it. Love thinking. <laughs> that's what you call planning ahead. Perfect. Speaking of planning ahead, that's mm. always a key consideration when it comes to managing your finances and being the editor of the year, you've decided that today we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions for our finances. Now, I think my number one New Year's resolution is number one, make more money. It's not a bad start. <laughs> number yeah. two, don't spend so much of it on useless things.
1: <laughs> That's a really good follow up. Yeah, I should actually use that one as well. But
0: be- beyond that, where do we start when we're thinking about heading into the new year with our money? Yeah, so
1: I'd be like all New Year's resolutions, I think things need to be kept in perspective because whether it's losing some weight, saving some more money, earning some more money, not buying as many useless things, maybe turning off your eBay account, um, there are plenty of things that you can do to try and sort of move into 2023 with some best laid intentions. Um, and and really that is one, have a plan and think about it now. Trying to do that on the bounce in January. You want to do a little bit of homework and, and, and look at, some of my fixed costs. Look at where your money's going. I'm not going to use the word budget because that starts making people sweat.
0: Well, you know, I was about to say, when when you talk about having a plan, there is a word for that. It's called a budget. Yes, exactly. Mm. Um, but it, it's 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 heard on the other
1: end as sell your kids, live in a tent and, <laughs> and, and, and have a horrible life. And it, it shouldn't be any of those things.
0: Well, it's not. It's just work out where you are and where you want to be and how to get there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's it. But the problem with that is that a lot of people have to realise that they're living outside of their means. Mm. And if you have to accept that, then you have to change your behaviour. So a lot of the time, it's just easier to stick your head in the sand. But
0: if you don't wake up to that, then you're not going to get to where you want to be. (laughs) And that's really
1: why we ended up here, you know, talking today, because that was a frustration of mine that people didn't want to accept certain realities or didn't want to change their behaviour. And then came into me at 56 and said, oh... I'd love to retire in three years. What should I start doing? Mm. And you need to sort of unravel a decade of bad behaviour.
0: Well, at this point in your career, probably start robbing banks... Oh, I used to keep a balaclava in the drawer and say, listen, do you want to borrow this? <laughs> well, someone
1: at Westpac got wind of it in Woden and, you know, wasn't impressed. No,
0: uh, I can imagine. I but, can not imagine. Yeah. But that is one of the key things, of course. It's never too early to start actively saving and planning for your financial future. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, we want to
1: try and get across to people that do a little something a little sooner because I've found in the past that leaving it later in life means more radical more severe changes in your behavior, and then you become disenfranchised very quickly. Um, It's a bit like, I guess, going to the gym. Not that I'd know, but (laughs) you go to the gym and expect to lose 10 kilos in the first week. You don't, and then go, oh, this gym thing, oh, it's overrated. And I think that's where we need to think about our finances, everything in moderation. So if you can save a little bit, you can put a little bit aside, you can make an active savings somewhere. I think the the word for me really, the take out of today, is an active savings decision. And what I mean is whether it's you go out and find a new power provider, a new gas provider, yeah. a new mortgage provider, uh, a new car insurance provider, look at your fixed costs and try and save some money and shop things around because we've seen a lot of things get very expensive over the last 12 months. And if you can shave a few dollars here and there across all of your fixed outgoings, you could then look and say, well, what was I paying? What am I paying now? And then actively save that either into a new offset account, into a new bank account, into a you know jar on the bench, actively move money somewhere that constitutes a form of saving. And then you can look back over time and realise at the end of next year, oh, I didn't miss all of that money because if you can do that and make little changes and then review it, I think you've got the ability to stay engaged with the process Yes, like you would if you said, well, if I lost half a kilo a week at the gym…
0: There's nothing like seeing results, is there, to boost your motivation and give you a bit of encouragement. Yeah. It's interesting you're talking about making savings, though, because the very first thing I said at the beginning of the conversation is, well, my number one New Year's Mm. financial resolution is make more money. Mm. Now, there is a very old adage, a penny saved is a penny earned. Mm. I think that's wrong. I think it's Mm. actually worth more than one penny earned. A penny saved is worth at least two or three pennies earned because it's so much harder to earn extra money than it is to just save some of your spending. Exactly right. And if you're
1: if you're an in salaried employee with limited opportunity to increase your remuneration, hundred and fifty percent correct. Because your behaviours are what you can control. Uh, for the self-employed people, they're fortunate enough to say, well, I'll work an extra ten or fifteen hours this week because I will be suitably remunerated. And and that's one of the upsides or downsides of of being self-employed is you have that potential and that capacity to control your remuneration a little to bit a degree, better yeah yeah than, than somebody that's in a salary position you still have to
0: find enough customers don't you and yeah
1: nothing's <laughs> nothing's free right <laughs> um, but you you you're spot on and I think if people can actively do that um, and then if there is the ability to increase your remuneration don't change your lifestyle to your remuneration keep your lifestyle the same and save that difference. Um, and it doesn't sound like much, but you get three months in and then go, oh, there's actually this growing in an account or this is coming off a debt or whatever you decide to do, it's wonderful. And if you can use technology as part of that, that's great as well. So there's a number of apps on there, uh, on like on your on your iPhone, um, Race yep. is one of them. There's Starship, This Ship, Acorn, Thatcorn. There are a million different providers like mm. anything in life. Consider something like that, because those um, technological opportunities, they're through your phone, but the most important thing is they're automated. So you can round up your savings on a credit card or a bank account, or you can make a regular saving into a little portfolio that could grow over time so you have the benefit of compounding. And as I say, a little bit, a little bit sooner, and the benefit of compounding over time Mm. can be...
0: Very, very good. Well, that's the important thing, isn't it? But uh, before we get to that point, how do we start this process? When you talk about reviewing your spending habits, it's easy Mm. enough to say it, but then when you sit down and think about it, where do I start? Where do I need to find some savings in my usual expenditures?
1: Yeah, so I'd be going to all of the fixed outgoings that you have. You know, so power, gas, mortgage, credit cards, car registration, car insurance, Um, anything that you can see coming out of a bank account on a regular basis that you've committed to, consider, do I need those 19 paid TV stations? Do I need all of those options? Do I watch everything on Netflix? Or like everybody else, you go to watch something off the nine providers that you have, spend an hour looking for something to watch and realise that now you're tired and you're going to bed anyway. So, you know, if you can take two or three of those out of the equation, it doesn't sound like much, but if you could save 50 a month, and then 50 the next month, that's your pay TV subscriptions. If you can shave a few dollars off your car insurance, shave a little bit off your mortgage, and then save that actively somewhere else, what you do with that money is up to you. You could put it into superannuation. So you could go to your boss and say, right, as a force saving, please take $50 or $100 a fortnight and put it into my super fund. Yes. And for the majority of people out there, you won't miss it.
0: Yeah, and that helps because it's it's automated, it's it's there, it's done, and you don't even think about it. No, and that's where I think
1: it has a, a really good connection to, you know, the apps and the other things that you can automate. And I think automation is your friend. Because if you have to think about doing it, you'll forget or it becomes too hard.
0: There's another very old piece of financial advice which says pay yourself first, which refers to the idea of setting aside money for savings. So it's not pay yourself so you can go out and have a good time on the town tonight. Mm. It's pay yourself so that you're putting aside for your future self. Um, So it's basically encouraging people to have a regular savings plan, and out of every income, every paycheck, or whatever the case might be, whether it's weekly, fortnightly, or monthly, you take out a certain amount, Put it aside, put it in your savings for your future self. That's what pay yourself first means, isn't it? Yeah,
1: look, and I agree completely with that. And I think within a home environment, you could then really start to get hungry and extrapolate on that and maybe have a look around over your Christmas break and say, well, what don't I need? Everything is saleable. Everything is flippable. Um, For the ladies out there with more shoes than they know what to do with, if you haven't worn them in the last 12 months, maybe you don't like them anymore. So see if you can sell them, yeah. put them online. There are plenty of platforms oh. that you can sell things on now. And if you think, oh, well, it's not worth much, yeah. but you sell you know, 50, 100 things out of your closet at mm-hmm. 10, 20, 30, $40 each, all of a sudden you've got a significant amount of money that could be the foundation capital for a little savings plan. Yeah,
0: and of course in the old days people would have garage sales, and I I know they still do, but Mm. these days uh, eBay and all of the other online platforms make it so easy. And people have started out just clearing away the things they don't need, putting them online, selling them, making a few dollars, and then going, hang on, this is pretty good, and they end up turning it into a business. Yeah, look, and
1: again, I think this is where you separate those that are hungry, and I don't mean... Stomach hungry. I mean, opportunity hungry. I yep. mean, lifestyle hungry. I mean, financially hungry. You know, you're driven. You've got something about you, and you, you're willing to do things to improve your situation. Because saying it's too hard is just accepting that you're taxing yourself. Um, and I think if you're not looking at some of the things that you have outgoing, you you really are taxing yourself. And and you could call it a lazy tax if you like, because. There's always something to flip. There's always something to sell, and then look at other opportunities. So, um, look at look at power options. So the government will give you ten or fifteen thousand dollar interest free loan to pay for solar and improvements on your home that could lower your power bills. Yeah. So you'd be crazy not to consider taking advantage of that because ten years, interest free, fifteen thousand dollars. Let's say it's about fifty five dollars a fortnight. Now, if that can help accelerate the reduction of your rising power bills and you don't have to outlay that money, think outside the box. Use these sorts of things that are available to you. Roll existing credit cards in the new year to interest-free options. So there'll be something out there that you can do. Make sure that you consider maybe using another offset account. So if you want to manage your costs through Christmas, think about shopping and putting all of your expenses on one credit card. But at yeah, least you know what you've spent.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about credit cards because that's always a bit of a trap around Christmas time, isn't it? You people, people talk about you know resolving to have better management of their finances in the new year, but before they even get to the new year, they find that they've racked up an enormous bill on their credit card trying to pay for christmas. That's so right. what's what's the plan there with our credit cards? Well, I
1: think you know look at look at what you're paying on the credit card, look at your spending behaviours. Do you have a sweep account um, out of an offset? so that every month so that you don't forget, is it swept out of a bank account that's automated again so that you're not paying anything on the money that you've used on the credit card? Because credit cards used properly can be very advantageous because you wanna have as much spare capital sitting in the offset account of potentially a home loan to reduce the interest that you incur. And if you shop on a credit card, one, it's a great way to track it now because they have you know very good breakdowns of where your money goes and where you're spending it and you can categorize it into things. So it's a very good way to help analyze that budget of what your real living costs are not your discretionary living costs Mm -hmm. Um, but then have a sweep authority to be able to pay that so that you don't forget or if you're scared coming into Christmas ring them up and lower your limit you know max your credit card out at two or three thousand not ten or twenty thousand because if you do actually have some consequence I find that's a great way to try and adjust your attitude towards spending. The problem with pay wave credit cards and boop, 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 as we discussed the other week is you've got no way of understanding what you've really spent because you're not handing over the money from your wallet like you did in the olden days, Yeah. Um, which is another great way of limiting your spending at Christmas. I'm gonna spend a thousand bucks on gifts for these people and take a thousand bucks to the shops, leave your cards at home and make it work. Because if you didn't have an alternative, you wouldn't spend the money. So if you're engaged with your transactions over Christmas, you can try and limit the, the damage that you do because it's very hard to be pumped going into 2023 and then yeah. find out that you've got an $8,000 credit card bill that's going to hang around for six months.
0: Yeah, and just a quick word on Christmas shopping. Make it like your grocery shopping. Don't go without a list. Just 100%. make make yeah. a list and yeah. know what you plan to spend before you go to the shop. Yeah. We, and I say, <laughs> we touched on that last week with
1: ask. You know, yeah. that that's 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 underrated. But... Ask what you want because yep. you may have a family member that has everything and you're buying something that either they don't need or don't want. So if you don't need to, you can you can show them that you care
0: another way. Yeah, exactly right. It's the thought that counts. Now, Luke, it's always good to make a list and check it twice, isn't it? Mm. Oh, 100%. 100%. So I think if, if,
1: if I had a list, I'd be saying, can I actively save somewhere? Make a choice to change your current behaviour because if you can commit to that you can then manage the number. Don't be disenfranchised by what other people do. Don't be disenfranchised by what your friends are doing. Don't be disenfranchised by what someone says you should do. Do what's right for you and do it at a level that is sustainable so that you don't become disenfranchised by not hitting a target that could be unrealistic. And I think that's really, really good starting point. Just set something to the end of March. Say, all right, from the 1st of January to the end of March, I'd love to save X. And then when you get to March, if you get there, reward yourself. And then say, right, what could I do to June? Don't start the year and say, oh, by December, I'm gonna have X. Because there's so many things that can occur between January and December that some of them could be out of your control. Yeah, That could then frustrate you, upset you, and you throw your hands in the air and say, oh, I've had enough, I'm not gonna commit to it. So yeah. short-term goal, assess it, review it, and then manage it to the next three months. To the next three months to the next three months and you'll blink and you will be at the end of the financial year then you'll be at the end of the calendar year and we'll be sitting in december 2023 saying oh i saved x how good was that now you need to also understand that something will blow up something will break something will come out of the blue that can disrupt your regular savings and if in the short term you need to address that Great. That's just part of it. You don't have to commit to something and then be upset because something's happened that's out of your control. Use technology. So as we said before the break, raise or one of those phone-based apps where you can automate your savings and automate the rounding up of transactions. Great little thing to have bubbling away in the background, but automate, automate, automate find savings in your fixed costs. Look at all of your regular outgoing, shop it around and see what you can save. And then whatever you do find as a saving, send that to that active bank account that you can then fill up an offset account, a savings account, a little investment account, whatever it may be, but redirect it actively somewhere else. Look at other opportunities, you know, we touched on the the interest-free loans that are available now for solar look at those sorts of things and take advantage of those government initiatives because they could help reduce your bills, your outgoings and your costs. And again, if you could save a couple of hundred dollars a quarter on your electricity bill into an investment portfolio, you're doing a little more, a little sooner. And I think that's the underlying theme of, of today's discussion. Um, and then the last one would be get everybody in the household on board. It's a bit like, I imagine, somebody trying to give up smoking. If you're trying to give up and your partner's still smoking or you're on a diet and your partner's sitting in front of you with some McDonald's, it's a little (laughs) bit difficult to stay committed to it. But if you can make it a bit of a game with the kids and make it a game and and, and put some rewards in there for the kids and, and have an outcome that's attainable, I think having everybody in it together can keep everything moving in the right direction and you're removing those internal temptations to cheat, to break to spend or whatever it may be. Because regardless of what you earn, you can always sell to yourself, oh, I deserve it, I did this. I deserve it, I work hard. I deserve, I deserve, I deserve. You need to really sort of give yourself a little shake and go, do I? Do I really need all of that? Mm -hmm. And if you're gonna go down and spend 100 cents in the dollar, can you make yourself feel better spending 50? Probably. Probably yeah, in the- and and just I say do a little more, a little sooner,
0: and be consistent. Indeed, and if you manage to follow follow all of these tips, I suspect that this time next year your question will be, "What can I do with all this money?" But that's a topic for a different day. A hundred percent. And the other
1: one we didn't touch on there is, if you can't, if you don't have the self control to do it yourself, go to your employer and say, "Listen, just put a hundred of my pay into my super fund." If that's all you do to try and build and compound your retirement assets a little bit sooner. Then that will have a significant benefit when you get to 60, 61, 62. Whenever you yep. decide to pull stumps, it, it it all adds up in the end. All
0: right. So, Luke, where can we get more information?
1: Yeah. So, office number 02 6260 4749. We've got envisionfinancial.com.au on the web. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. We've got the YouTube channel Envision Financial Canberra where you can subscribe to that and get all of the shows. We've got YouTube Shorts. We've got tiktok we've got the strategy stacker on tiktok and we've got the smart money strategy your ultimate guide to financial planning hitting bookstores in march um and that will give you everything you need to know if you want to diy it at home or go to your existing advisor with some more pressing questions to
0: keep them on their toes fantastic luke thanks very much merry christmas happy new year you too safe travels and we'll see you next year